the children of the Force. Welcome to episode 132 of Children of the Force, a podcast about Star Wars by one adult and his two kids. I'm Al Nowatsky, the adult. I'm Anna, and I'm 12. I'm Liam, and I'm 10. And uh, we are... I feel like we haven't recorded in a while, but we have. <laughs> it just, uh, this kind of feels like we're back to form a little bit yeah. today. It's a little back to normal, a little bit. play is done, so I'm not doing after school stuff anymore. Oh, that's true. It's because it's a Monday. Maybe that's why it feels yeah. good. Yeah. This is, this feels right. Yeah, it yeah. feels right. It feels right. Let's, let's, let's yeah. settle back into that yeah, groove, kids. Yeah. And then we're going to be it's a comfort zone. Now summer's coming. <laughs> <laughs> it's 2019. We're not in the 80s anymore. You can groove Nobody says groove anymore. In the 2010s. <laughs> yeah, you right. can groove anywhere and anytime you, you want. You can groove any old place you want, Liam. Is that a yeah. song? Yeah, sounds groovy. Groovy. That's not an 80s thing, by the way. Anyway. Um, it's a 90s thing? No. It's a 70s thing? Feeling groovy. Yeah, 60s, 70s, late 60s, early 70s. Okay, anyway. Um, yeah, 80s before my time. is like... Yeah! Woo! Gnarly woo, woo, and woo. radical and... Yeah. No, yeah. 80s is like... Tubular. It's like... It's like the people with the boombox who are breakdancing. And they're well, like... It depends on what oh, this rare, bro! That's not the 80s. No, that's, that's the 80s. 80s. That's oh, the 2000s no. and the 2010s. Yeah. Oh, also, Daddy, I feel like the 80s is all bright colors. Bright... Mm. Yeah. Emotional stuff. A lot of neon. Neon. Yeah. Large. Yeah. Block gold letters. Chain. Gold no chains. Emo. See, okay, I'm I'm feeling no emo. Oh, there's there's plenty of emo in the eighties. Oh, really? Yeah, but it was colorful emo. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I kind of feel like we're uh, we're recording with a new computer today too, um, because I took my computer into the Genius Bar at the Mac Store and uh, they cleaned it out and. And this, honestly, like, the thing that made me do this is when I was editing our last episode, the fan noise was so loud. I'm just like, this is ridiculous. Our fan is running so much on the computer. On our little laptop, it was so loud that I'd have to, like, push the computer away, and I could still hear it when I was editing, and there's nothing that bothers me more than ambient, that that fan-worrying noise when I'm editing. So, so yeah, it's nice. It's a nice, crisp, clean sound we have here mm-hmm. with no whirring fan in the background. Ah, <sighs> feels good. It feels nice. Yeah. So today we're talking TV. A uh, lot I'm of TV. talking Endgame? A lot of, well, yeah. we might mention Endgame. But we're talking about a lot of TV stuff today in the news. We're going to get to all the TV stuff we didn't talk about uh, in our previous episodes. But before that, let's talk about some of the Star Warsy stuff that we've been up to. Uh, yeah, so I'm almost done with Queen Shadow. The book Queen Shadow by E.K. Johnston. Um, almost done with it. It's different, Anna. It is. Anna, it really you, is, you yeah. finished it a couple weeks ago. Um, it is different. And, uh, you know, Star Wars books have kind of trained me to always, you know, anticipate the action. And right. then there's an action scene in almost, you know, every every other chapter or something. And, and this book is so much more about Padme's actual transition to Senator and... Like her relationships with everyone involved in that, and mm-hmm. um, there's just there is very little action, and 
and you were saying before how like the action is, oh, we have to meet someone really quick. We have to find something to wear or like yeah. stuff like that. Yep, yeah. yep. Like uh, yeah, like this last minute costume thing that they have to do because they didn't know a meeting was going to come up. Yeah, it's really interesting. Like that's the the conflict sort of. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, there's this larger conflict, of course. Like, what kind of senator is Padme going to be? Um, who is she going to align herself herself with? And it's interesting to see how it almost went. It could have gone either way. Like she was, you know, she was like one connection away. I mean, I haven't finished the book, but I'm, you know, she was, she was close to becoming a separatist, you know, like she could have gone that way. She could have, I think she could have, um, she, because she understood the idea of, of like taking care of your planet and, making sure the people of your planet are, are safe and secure, even if that means um, maybe not being totally loyal to the ideas of the Republic, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's and Padme. That's Padme, that's right? That's Padme. Right, that's because, me. and that's, I mean, that's like a episode one. I never really thought about it, but she kind of she showed up on Coruscant and just said, this political system is wrong, I'm right, Let's get a new chancellor so that my planet can be saved, you know? And I never saw that as like, um, as like, uh, I never saw that as hubris, right? Hubris, like sort of, you know, just thinking that you can, everything revolves around you or you can change anything you want and, and other people, oh, well, if it affects them, you know? Um, but a lot of the politicians viewed Padme as like, who is this person? She just and then she in comes in and she like, basically, yeah. you know, she calls for a vote of no confidence. And then who gets elected as chancellor? Oh, the senator from her planet. You know, yeah. that, that would be seen as corruption in any other story. You know, people would view it as, as corrupt, you know, mm-hmm. as, as dirty politics. And, and I never thought about it that way until I read this book and, and, saw how other people in the galaxy saw that action by her and, uh, people who would become her allies even, you know, saw that Mm -hmm. as, as negative. Um, really interesting, interesting book. And like, for me, most Star Wars books, the action scenes are something that I had to like slog through, you know, like when it gets to an action scene in a book, I'm like, okay, yep. Yep, yep. Or like oh, even one he on one, f- and she thrusted. Okay, you or know, even like one on one fighting in a movie. Yeah. Like after a while, I'm just like, yep, we get it. Mm-hmm. Want someone win? Just, yeah. just move on. Next conversation, yeah. please. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. so, so you kind of are you are okay yeah. with that too well, with this like book? Yeah. War fight scenes, though. I like with an army with armies. I yeah. find that yeah. like way more entertaining mm. because it'll go from person to person and you'll mm-hmm. see everybody else mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. everybody fighting who they're fighting and there'll be like perfect matches ups yeah like matchups like there's the heroes and the villains and they mm-hmm. each have an army i i like big battles too liam yeah. uh so yeah so i'm almost done with queen shadow master and apprentice is just sitting there anna waiting for us to read it uh we did get it we got the I barnes know. and noble exclusive but you're in the middle of this ahsoka, really good book and then oh yeah that's right you're in ahsoka and then you're also reading i finished that oh okay good. so you're in the middle <laughs> of ahsoka you want to finish like it four days. Okay. but yeah i'm gonna finish ahsoka and then yep. i'm gonna read that I think. yep oh yeah i'm really looking forward to that yeah, book um so. yeah so we uh we went to go see endgame Moving on. Uh, no, I don't want to spoil anything, but we went to see it. And I think we can all say... I don't even think we should give spoilers, because what if someone actually skips what... forward and hears No, it? no spoilers. No spoilers. No, no, no. But can we say what we, th- what we thought of it? Yes. Can we give very general reactions? It was amazing. That I loved spoil? when this and this happens, and this and this. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was very satisfied 
Yes, um, same. Very little nits to pick. Uh, really, 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 really good. It ended off like... That's almost a spoiler. Ah. <laughs> it was satisfying. Let's put it that way. Okay. okay. <laughs> All right. It was really Yes, satisfying. so we don't want to talk about it much, like just in case you haven't seen it. Uh, but go see it. Yes. Go, go see, see it, it if you have ever watched like, any of movies. This is the most but spoiler-free we have ever tried to be. Like, well, we yeah. can't even say oh. anything. We can't even say, we're just going to talk about it for five minutes, get mm-hmm. forward five minutes. We can't even do that or else you might sue us. So, no. <laughs> yeah. No. Go to go to the movie and best place to go, best place to go to the movie, AMC. Okay? Why? Why? Because I'm going to advertise the AMC because okay. I want to. Oh. I was telling my friends how, oh, like, okay. every ten minutes we end up advertising something. <laughs> Remember, AMC, I, make sure that you become a Stubbs member. Yeah. Oh, and, <laughs> and by the way, I searched... popcorn. <laughs> here, this has to do with Children of the Force. I searched up on the internet on my school iPad, mm-hmm. um, Liam Nowatzki, and I found a picture of these papers and it had like drawings of Cheerit on them and there was a Target symbol and it said get the new Cheerit action figure at Target <laughs> and I drew it yes. when like right before the movie came out and they before were like really bad <laughs> and they were so adorable I looked at them I was like oh my god you don't remember those? that's so funny no I, I do totally remember those I totally those. remember yeah. those <laughs> I totally. when I saw them I was like oh those things oh my gosh I remember I totally forgot. That's so funny how that that stuff's there when you Google it. There's Mm. like a someone named Anna Nowatsky who is like a really good person at one of these sports, and I don't know. Mm. It's really weird. Mm. I I forget which sport it was. But yeah, that's what happens when I search from my name. Tennis. (sighs) It was tennis, I'm pretty sure. No, I don't think so. But it could have been lacrosse. Anyways. Yeah, best not to Google Google yourself too much. You don't want to do that too much. Why? I don't know. Because. I don't know. Once a year, Google yourself. Call it good. Why? I don't know. No reason not to. Yeah, why? Uh, I guess. Because it was cool. I guess. It was like opening up, like. A box that a time I time machine, like yeah, a time like a time, time capsule. Machine. Yeah, I guess yeah. this whole podcast is kind of like a time capsule. True. It's gonna be for you kids, even if it already you know, is. It already is, yeah. And that you know, it's only gonna be more so as Hello, you age. Yourself, how's it going? <laughs> you're gonna look back. What could you say, if you? You're gonna look back on this and say, "Oh, we were so young." <laughs> Just how right now we look back yeah. on the first episode and say, "Oh, we were so young." You're gonna be like in college. You're gonna be looking back on this. You're gonna be like, "Wow, I wasn't even in high school yet." Anna, what would you say to your college self right now? My college self. Let's say it to her. I hope. Say it's high college, Anna. Uh, Hi, college Anna. (laughs) I hope that you're doing good and that you're happy with your life. And I hope you handled the stuff in the challenging things in your life um, as well as you could and talk to people you trust about it. Mm -hmm. This is getting 
Yeah. How about you, Liam? You had something to say high future, high future college or high school, Liam. I hope you didn't make a bunch of bad decisions. I hope you're not having too much caffeine. Bye. That's all I had to say. Goodbye. You know what you could do other than caffeine? <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, you could. I don't want to mention But let's not. Stuff, <laughs> okay. Oh, gonna. Uh, all right. Anyway, um... Let's see, what else? Uh, other Star Wars thing. I finished editing together the video version of my Ray Skywalker theory. It's 13 minutes long. It is on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> it's up on our YouTube channel, uh, which is just Children of the Force on oh, YouTube. And, but did Give it, it a view. Disney take it down? Disney, oh, I forgot to tell you. Yes, Disney filed a copyright claim on it. Uh, I think it was like an automatic thing because... You know, there's video from the Rise of Skywalker uh, teaser mm-hmm. in it. So I think it just automatically caught it and said, nope, this is copyright. And I disputed their copyright claim because I said, this is fair use, which it is. Um, it's like, a, I'm not trying to make money off it. I'm analyzing it and talking about it. And, you know, so that's a fair use use of um, the teaser. And the next day... Uh, they released their copyright claim and now it's back live on YouTube and you can watch it. And yeah, I put a lot of, well, it's uh, able to be viewed. That means it's, it's live. I mean, yeah, different definition of live. Um, but yeah, I put a lot of thought into how I edited it. Some editing tricks. Um, I did go to iMovie. It's awesome. Get iMovie. It's free. It's fun. It's a fun video to watch for the most part. Um, I kind of want to watch it. I'm yeah. still going to watch it. I mean, it's long. 13 minutes is a long video when you're stitching together, like, clips and oh, yeah. photos. To do that for 13 minutes, it's like, I thought, really it, I thought it took long to edit yeah. a podcast. But when you're, when you're video, <laughs> you know, video is like, it's the audio plus the video. It takes so much longer, yeah. especially when you're stitching stuff together. But yeah, we'll have to watch it. Uh, we'll we'll sit down and watch do it. it. Well, well they, they don't put out thirteen minutes video, right? thirteen minute videos. That's how they do it. They should like they like <laughs> usually <laughs> record themselves, right? Yeah, a lot of times they record themselves. So talking. they don't have to put like um, videos, clips, yeah. and like pictures in. Yeah, actually, you know what's funny is like um, I was looking at YouTube, and I'm going to go there right now, and I want to show you guys something. I don't think we'll do this, but um, what's cool is like I clicked on upload, right, and it says go live, and I'm like, wait could we like go live? Um, that looks so and cool. And basically we could maybe like next time we, re- next time we record, we could maybe just do like, like just a five minute live portion of our podcast. And it would be like us recording. But like if it's live, it's live. Like, what I if know. What if we have to edit? Yeah. Yeah. But you know, like, yeah, we could do it. We could but handle it. But it'd be good practice. Yeah, and it'd be yeah, scary, it would be good practice. Though. What if we said something wrong? <laughs> then, then it went out there and people listened to it and went viral. We could, we could always delete the video if we have to. Anyway, I just was I, looking I at think, that, thinking yeah, like, oh, it'd be kind of that. fun, cool. something fun to try. try. I, that'd be I'm, scary. I'm hesitant to put too much YouTube content out there, you know, video content, just for like privacy reasons, you know, and stuff like yeah, that. But that we're sense. we're out there quite a bit, so you kids are getting older, you know, so it's kind of you know I think you can make and those you decisions might let for yourself. Us have our own YouTube account? That's ridiculous. I never said anything like that. Um, you said so, you might. You said you thought about it. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'll think about it. You know what that means, Anna? Oh, okay. <laughs> um, so the last thing Star Wars thing I've been up to is I've been preaching the. Uh, 
it's not the, the gospel of it's not the death star two on Twitter. Um, pretty regularly. I think I'm going to just oh, put a wow. daily, uh, tweet out <laughs> about how the, the death, death star, star we see in the teaser is not the death star two. I have image images as evidence and, uh, all these other, all these other pieces of evidence. Um, a lot of people are on uh, team Endor and, uh, you're on Team Yavin. I am. I'm on Team Not Endor. I'm not on Team Yavin. I'm just on Team Not Endor. But, it's but not the no, Death Star but, Two. But there's. But there's. Well, it could no. be. It could be a different planet in the system, or you know. It could be Yavin. Oh, yeah. Could be yeah, right. Um, Yavin Four. It could be Yavin One or Two or Three. I have no idea what those planets look like, or those moons of the planet. You know. Anyway. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yavin is a planet. Right. And Yavin, then Yavin 4, 4 is the Okay, you want to know something funny? Yeah. yeah. Both Death Stars mm-hmm. are on a moon are, of something, but everyone yeah. just calls that moon what the planet is. Right. Endor. Endor. The forest moon of Endor. Right. Right. Yavin. Right. Yavin 4. I wonder what, right. I wonder what Endor actually looks like. Yeah. Probably like some horrible glass. I think Endor think is a gas go planet. To Endor? I don't know. That'd be cool. <gasps> it's on Endor. The Death Star. No, it's not. It's not Death Star 2. <laughs> so not my, the forest moon of Endor. My, my photographic evidence has, uh, now includes an image from Battlefront 2 of what appears to be the super laser array from the Death Star 2 in space, and it is shredded. It's not intact at all like the what we see in the uh, the Rise of Skywalker teaser. So how do anyway, you know that? If it's shredded. Well, I mean, it's it's, it's together enough that you can see. It's just a circle. It's a big circle that There's looks... probably a lot of big circles. On the Death Star? Uh, no. There's one big one. It's the super laser. <laughs> There's not other know, big but circles. But it wasn't actually, like, a big circle. Like, I didn't, like... In, in the size of that circle, mm-hmm. I didn't could probably fit, like... Uh, 30 of TIE Fighters. Okay. I think t- Only 30? 30 TIE Fighters you would make that's... up to a super laser on a Death Star. Only 30? Yes. That's that's a valid point. I'm not sure no. how big it is. The thing I bet is... I could hold like 30 Star Destroyers. Mm, yes. No. Not maybe, 30 Star maybe Destroyers. Maybe 6. The, the problem with this is that um, in Battlefront 2, if I try to fly all the way to the super laser that's floating out in outer space, what I assume is the super laser, uh, I go out of bounds, and I can't get there in time. <laughs> so I can't actually see how big it is compared to the TIE Fighter, because it's floating out in space. Oh, you can't get there in time? No, I die. What if you go as fast as you can? Hmm, Do you try it like a hundred times? <laughs> no. You only tried it twice? You only tried it like boost? twice because if you, you only tried yes. it twice, you use your boost. I used my boost, Liam. I did. Did you go as fast as you could? I I did. I pushed the button down as hard as I could, Anna. <laughs> 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 I even like moved my head forward really like, fast. That helps a lot. It does help. You I know. Move your head forward. Uh huh. It makes you feel pretty fast. Like the video game. I ran sense toward the TV. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's head on over to the news. All right, so it's all TV news today, uh, by choice. I'm sure there's other news we could talk about, but we haven't got to the TV stuff yet. So, a little little snippet from the Cassian Andor series. Uh, Alan Tudyk will be playing K2SO in the upcoming Cassian Andor series. 
we assume we'll see that either like late next year or early 2021. We're not sure yet. Um, and you know, at Celebration, that's the only news that we really got about the Cassian Andor series. So that's, I thought we maybe would get a little bit more, but they haven't even started shooting yet. So that's about the all we know. The Mandalorian was definitely different. We got quite a bit more about the Mandalorian. So let's talk about that Mandalorian panel. Um, so, you know, there was no host to the panel, which was kind of no. strange. I was kind of thinking they'd have a big host, like uh, like Stephen Colbert was the host for the the Rise of Skywalker panel, but uh, the Rise of Skywalker—that's the name of the movie. Yeah, that is the name of the movie. Yeah. Every time I say it, I think that's not the name of the movie. Yeah, same. But then it is. <laughs> it's so weird. <laughs> it's so, it's it's so but strange. But then pretty soon we'll just be saying it like we say, "The Force Awakens." I guess. Yep. Um, I'm used to it. All three of the movies start with the. Mm. Force the Force Awakens, the Last Jedi, the Return of the, the Jedi, Rise of Skywalker, the Empire Strikes Back. Actually, Return of the Jedi is just Return of the Jedi. Yeah, it is. And A yeah. New Hope, The oh. Phantom Menace, Attack of the Clones. I know, but Revenge I meant of the like, Sith. So really, yeah. Hmm. So the Rise of the Sith. The Revenge of the Sith. Five out of nine. The Rise. The. Five out of nine start with the. There we go. All right, we figured it out. What it's does that say? Yep, and now we know how it's going to end because of that. Yeah. Yep. So, so yeah. Um, yeah, so, you know, it was kind of it was kind of hosted by Dave Filoni and John Favreau, which yeah. is cool. Um, Pedro Pascal was there, who plays the Mandalorian, and they did not say what his name was. Uh, although, in one of the little clips that we saw, we saw... Um, John Favreau say he's a brand new character, so it's not someone we know already. Um, Gina Carano. Who, Why haven't they announced the name yet? The name of the Mandalorian. I just don't. Oh, get it's it. a mystery. Thing. Oh, is it a mystery even in the in the show? Maybe. Maybe. Maybe no one knows who he maybe. is, right? Uh, so Gina Carano was there too, and she plays Cara Dune. Cara Dune. Cara. Cara. Sorry, Cara yeah. Dune. Uh, which is really close to Doom. Yeah. Uh, Caleb Doom. Cara Dune. But, whatever. That's fine, you know? You're gonna run out of unique-sounding names eventually in Star Wars. So, <laughs> um, so she is an ex-Rebel Shock Trooper. And we don't really know anything about Rebel Shock Troopers in canon. That's that's kind of a new idea. Rebel Shock Trooper. The the Clone Shock Troopers are the the ones with like the red markings on Coruscant in Revenge of the Sith. Uh, those are Clone Have Shock you ever Troopers. Seen the Rebels shock Troopers. No, we don't really know. We don't know anything about them really. That's that's a new thing. We assume they're some sort of like special elite force of Rebel Troopers because Shock Trooper tells what that says to me is like best of the best maybe or the ones who go in and do the really hard jobs. Maybe they do the jobs that the rebellion Can they shock people. Sho- like <laughs> literally, they, like like with electricity. Like yeah, yeah mm-hmm. like they um like torture people. That's what I thought. Or do they just rub their feet on the ground really fast as they walk up to people and then touch them? Shocked me. 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 So no, so no. I, th- I think that they just like they torture people. Oh, that's what I think. Ooh, maybe, um, like for information. Does the rebellion torture people? That's the thing. So I think what oh, we're gonna not rebellion well, well, shock trooper. She is a rebel shock trooper though. She's an ex rebel 
shock trooper. She was a rebel shock trooper. Uh, yep. I think they just have guns that shock people. No, my get my my guess is um is they might have been like uh almost like uh the ones who did the dirty work of the rebellion, right? The things that the rebellion didn't want to talk about. Maybe oh, you know, yeah. like assassinations or you yeah. know going in and just doing like the really hard murdering that has to happen sometimes for the rebellion to win. I don't know. I don't know. Um, but she, she's having a hard time adjusting to, they said, adjusting to like non rebellion life. Right. That's like the part of her character. Why'd she leave? Well, well, the rebellion is, this is five years after return of the Jedi. So that's, you know, there's no more rebellion. There's no need for it. You know, now it's the new, the new Republic, right? And so she's having a hard time, and she's, you know, who knows? Maybe she's a, a, a bounty hunter also, like the Mandalorian? I'm not sure. Um, yeah, so, and then we have Grief Karga, and that's a character played by Carl Weathers, and Grief runs a guild of bounty hunters. And we didn't see or learn too much about him. No. But uh, mm-hmm. seemed like a cool character. So we saw we saw Werner Herzog um, playing an Imperial of some stature. Seemed like he was a pretty important Imperial. I think he had like a big medal on that had the Imperial symbol on it. Um, so he's a guy. Uh, Wait, was he the guy that... He was the one with the accent who was talking... He gave him the best car, yeah, uh, in the yeah. scene. We're going to talk about the scene. We're going to we're going to talk about that um, because it's it's out there. If you really want to watch a cell cam- uh, cell phone video of it, you can. Um, <laughs> I actually did last night just to kind of remind myself of what the clip was about. Um, so glad that I saw it in person and not yes. on a cell phone video for the first time. I'm really hoping the Star Wars YouTube channel releases that stuff soon. We also saw an Imperial doctor who was named Dr. Pershing. That's what um, this Werner Werner Herzog called him, Dr. Pershing. We never got Werner Herzog's name, that Imperial's name. Um, But uh, the doctor is played by Omid Abdahai, I think. Um, So we saw some, like, behind-the-scenes stuff, and they showed some of the creatures. And uh, we got a blurg. There is a blurg in, uh, in... in this and blurg so blurgs are um kind of like almost like dewbacks with but they only have two feet and then their front arms are really small they look like really stubby like dewbacks t-rexes. they look like, what? like t-rexes like t-rexes with their stubby little arms have yeah you yeah seen them before we have seen like them a we dewback t-rex mm, sure we have seen them in uh <laughs> they're on ryloth so we saw them in the Clone Wars when they oh, were on Ryloth with Sham Syndulla, and then we saw them again in Rebels. They were riding them in Rebels uh, when they went to go see Sham Syndulla in Rebels. Um, they also appear in um, the Zygerian Slaver arc of the Clone Wars, and in Legends they originated in uh, the Battle for Endor, which is that old 80s uh, Ewok movie. Um there's two Ewok movies that you kids have never seen that I, I have not seen since I was a very small I've seen child. You've cartoon, though. You, seen some of the cartoon, yeah, but um, the Ewok. I'm pretty sure. No, we haven't seen the cartoon. You and I have read the car- the comics. Oh, You've yeah. never actually seen the cartoon. Um, but yeah, the, the Ewok, the Caravan of Courage and the Battle for Andor, 
or the two Ewok movies. It'd be kind of fun to watch those. They're not that great, but they're movies. Are they were they made for than the holiday special. Uh, yes, infinitely better than the holiday special. Um, whip and stow. Whip and stow. Whip, whip, stow. Oh, I mean, they both both of these movies have a Gormanda whipster scene in them. So no, they in that don't. way, <laughs> so anyway, uh, so yeah, so we got watch it. we got this kind of like back behind the scenes sizzle reel with a little bit of uh, a scene of the Mandalorian on a snowy planet, and he's tracking something in this. We we see different scenes behind the scene, but it it seems like he's tracking some someone. To a bar on Tatooine, possibly. Mm-hmm. Um, John Favreau says it takes place about five years after Return of the Jedi. He also says that the Mandalorian is, quote, a character you've never met before in a period of time you've never seen. Uh, yeah, so pretty cool. And then we got like a five minute scene from what I assume is the first episode. And I'm just going to kind of go off of memory here from what I saw last night. I didn't really make notes. But, so in the scene, and, you know, kids, tell me if you want to talk about any of this. So he walks, the, the Mandalorian walks into a bar, sits down at the table, and it's kind of, seems like a kind of a deserty planet, maybe? Possibly? I don't mm-hmm. think it's Tatooine. It could be, though. Um, some of the buildings look very Tatooine-y. Yeah, uh, So, and yeah, he sits... Planet, and they're a bounty hunter in a bar. So it could very likely like No, no. But in the in that sizzle reel, we do see some Jawas, um, oh, and we see a sand crawler. And I don't think we've ever seen Jawas on a planet other than Tatooine. Maybe mm, yeah. like some of the lower levels of Coruscant, possibly, and the Clone Wars. But that's definitely. But it didn't not look but like it, it was not Coruscant. No, either. no, for sure not. So. so um, yeah. Oh, and, and there's a shot um, in that sizzle reel, too, that looks exactly like the cantina. Like, it's Chalman's cantina. You know, it's it just is. Um, we all know who that is. Mm-hmm. That's the name of the it's cantina. The person who I don't think it. we've met Chalman. I, just, I thought in it canon. was the cantina. Well, yeah. That's what we call it. In Star Wars, cantina probably means a bunch of different bars. So they got to have a name, right? Chalman's. Oh, anyway, like, hey, let's go to the bar. Yeah, right. And <laughs> uh, no, people say that. Yeah, I go to. The, uh, where where do you meet him? Oh, I met him at the bar on uh, Tatooine. Which one? The bar. <laughs> <laughs> Chowman's bar. Anyway, so uh, yeah, so he's so grief is 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 giving the pucks. He said uh, these these little round things that are they must have all the information on a on a bounty, right? And, and he's putting them on the table saying this one, there's this one. And, and the Mandalorian's like, nah, you know, I, I need more money. Why does he need more money? I'm not sure. Uh, but he does. And he's, Oh, because he's like, the prices are low. I need a ship that won't get me a ship or something. No, he has a ship. He said, this won't even pay for fuel for my ship. Oh, right. So, so anyway, um, he says, you know, I have something off the books, you know, and the Mandalorian says, yeah, sure, I'll take that one. And then he walks through the marketplace and we see a sad Kowakian monkey lizard being roasted, sad. which is sad. Um, mm-hmm. And then another Kowakian monkey lizard watching as, cage. yeah, in a cage. That was not, yeah. not cool. Um, 
But, you know, this is a gritty, real Star Wars, so they got to be gritty and real about it. sad, but kind of funny, too. Yeah, people laughed. I know. It was was very unexpected. Very shocking. Um, So... So then he walks to this other door, and the little Jabba eye, eye droid pops out of the wall and, you know, lets him in, and the little gonk droid leads him back to a back room where... I thought he was going to shoot the gonk droid. <laughs> First time I saw it, I was like, he's going to shoot that thing. Same. Weird. Okay. And, and anyway, and then he goes into the room, and that's where there's, uh, what, three stormtroopers? Or four stormtroopers, I, I think. think and uh, Werner Herzog's character. Weird is there and he starts talking and the doctor pops out of the side door and is like, Oh, hi. You know? And then the Mandalorian pulls both of his, his, his rifle and his blaster, that cool rifle with like the tuning fork on the front of it from the holiday special cartoon. And, uh, which we see in, in, I was watching through the, the sizzle reel too. It looks like it shocks people. Like if he, if he touches someone with it, it looks like they kind of like shock. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Werner Herzog's trying to, trying to talk him down, and he's like, one of the stormtroopers says, we have you outnumbered four to one. And the Mandalorian says, I like those odds. Oh, that's great. <laughs> that was pretty cool. Um, so, anyway, they all settle down, and uh, the, the, the big Imperial says, uh, we have a job for you. I can't tell you really anything about it. All we know is the person that you're, the target you're searching for is 50 years old. And we have their last known communication, basically, They're where they were when they communicated last. And that's it. And we'll, we're going to pay you in Beskar. And he hands him this little, you know, little block of metal with an Im- imp- imperial symbol printed on it, right? Mm-hmm. And Beskar, we learn from Rebels, is, and of course from Legends too, but in Rebels and canon we learn that Beskar is the special metal that Mandalorians make their armor from. It has a special property. It's very strong, but it's also not super heavy, right? Mm. So it's like this cultural thing that's super important to Mandalorians. It has a cultural significance, right? Almost thing. religious, right? Like yeah. it's almost like this really important thing to them. And here it is, you know, the Empire has a bunch of it and it's stamped with the Imperial symbol and it's it's just it's wrong, you know? It yeah. shouldn't be that way, you know? So so he even says, like, oh, the, the, you know, the, all of Beskar should be in Mandalorian hands, don't you think? So I'm like, is this Imperial just trying to say, like, we have more of it and we'll give it to you if you do what we say? I don't think he really cares about Mandalore. Maybe he does. Maybe he's Mandalorian, too. I don't know. I don't what were you going to say, Anna? So. I was going to say that the guy who was in hand in the Beskar was just, yeah. like, bringing them back dead or alive. Oh, right. And then... <laughs> And then the doctor guy was like, no, I thought we agreed. Bring him back alive. Them. Or Bring them back or, yeah, alive. The target, yeah. And then the guy was like, um, okay, you get more if they're alive, but you right. can bring them back when they're dead, too. And then the doctor got all mad, and he mm-hmm. was, like, yelling at him and stuff. Right. It makes me wonder, like, what? who is this? Yeah. <laughs> Why would a doctor want them alive? And if they didn't know who they were, uh-huh. like, why would they care about them? Yeah. Do you remember what my theory was? 
It's the Zillow Beast. Yeah. <laughs> His target's the Zillow Beast. And the doctor wants it alive so that he can, like, experiment, make, experiment and make more Zillow Beasts, maybe. Because that was, like, a thread that never went anywhere in the Clone Wars. Oh my gosh, and they the Emperor... make Zillow Beasts for the Emperor. Well, it's the, the Emperor's Empire. dead, and the Empire is pretty much no more. Order. Oh my for gosh, the, the Rise of Skywalker. Zillow <laughs> Beast yes. trying to kill or Rose or they're all going to be wearing Zillow Beast armor, right? Because the armor is is uh, impervious to to lightsabers, right? Lightsabers can't cut through it. That's so smart. anyway, that's my theory. How well, would they that can't be? Stormtroopers anymore? Because they have Zillow Beast armor. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I'm pretty sure <laughs> it's not a Zillow Beast, but that'd be kind of cool. So yeah, cool. And then they go through like then after the clip. Um, there's like a really quick kind of like mini trailer almost. And you hear Werner Herzog's uh, voice talking about how the empire improves every system it touches. And he talks about how since the rebellion won, it's just been chaos. You know, this is not the kind of world you want to live in. You know, the empire, at least there was order. Right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, which is ridiculous, of course, but Imperials are going to Imperial, you know? But yeah, we see some other other things we like see, uh, um, Kara and the Mandalorian fighting. Fighting, and they're yeah. like on the ground, like wrestling, oh, and, like, I love that. rolling over, like yeah. And then they both pull out their guns at the same time and point them at each other. And yep. it's so awesome. Yep, yep. Uh, and then we also see uh, what what appears to be an IG assassin droid. It is an yes. assassin droid. Um, I have heard, I've read that it's not IG-88, but oh. whatever, uh, same thing. Uh, but we see it in action, you know, like doing the spinning, shooting really fast thing that we got to see the assassin droids do in the Clone Wars. So it's kind of cool to see that in live action. Yeah, everyone there was so sure it was IG-88 though, because like when he came, when the droid came on, everyone was like, "Wow!" cheering! Well, you know? It could just be, how cool is it to see a live-action assassin droid, too. Oh, yeah, it's not necessarily because it's IG-88, but yeah. We also see, really quickly, I think we see a ship that is the Shadowcaster, which is um, Ketsu Onyo's ship from Rebels. Sabine's friend, Ketsu. Mm-hmm. She has a, a ship called the Shadowcaster. Um, and we see a ship... the same model. It could be the same model of ship, yeah. But a lot of times in Star Wars, like... With ships like that, like, you don't see two of them. Like, we never see another Falcon. Millennium Falcon, you know? Yeah, but we know there's ones out there. There are some out there. And actually, we, we, well, do, we see, do see one. We do see them in, in Attack of the Clones or Revenge yeah. of the Sith. Um, are you sure? And, yeah. Yeah. But it, and it might not be the... Canon, it might, well, it is, it is a YT-1300 light freighter. But it's canon that it's not... You know what? Actually, I'm pretty sure now it it makes sense to say it's not the Falcon because it looks like the Millennium Falcon, and it shouldn't. If it was the Falcon, it would have had the blue paint job at that point still, right? Mm-hmm. Or maybe it's before Lando owned Well, it would be before Lando owned it. But at least it'd have the center thing, right? It, it wouldn't have the mandibles. It'd have the that center escape pod would be in it. And the two Falcons we saw in the prequels, there was no center escape pod in it. Oh. And it should still be in there. Because it I hasn't been ejected yet. I love how we talk yet. about this. 
on stuff on this podcast. It's like, it's so geeky. <laughs> it's so geeky. Uh, let's move on. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the Clone Wars. So we don't need to talk about this as much because the entire Clone Wars arc, or not arc, panel, is online. All of it? All of it, including the clips that they showed and the trailer. Oh, really? Yeah. It's Wait, not... the trailer's online? The trailer is. It's it's within the panel, but they you know they cut to the actual trailer. It's not like a video of the screen, right? It's the actual trailer, but well, it's in the panel video. Just... Yeah, I'm sure somebody has isolated it and just posted it on YouTube. Yeah, that part, and then you can I, watch it. I could actually do that, but I'm not going to. Um, what? Because... Well, Why not? What do you mean? Because there's nothing bad with it. Disney will start. Lucasfilm will do it when they want to, right? They'll put the trailer out on its own. But right now, it's kind of cool because you know you got to go to that long hour long video, and uh, maybe you want to watch the Clone Wars panel while or you're there. Or you just want to skim through it and find the trailer. You can do that too, and the scenes that they're you know uh-huh. released from the three arcs. So yeah, so speaking of the three arcs, we got um, a scene from the Bad Batch arc, which. I'm hoping is not the same Bad Batch arc from uh, the one they posted on YouTube. I'm hoping it's like a new story, but um, my guess is they're going to basically finish that arc that we kind of saw on YouTube with just the, the what do they call that? Anima- uh, animatics, you know, where people floating around and stuff. The The animation isn't done at all. It's basically just like models moving around and looks really rough um but like i already know that story so i'm kind of hoping they do some new stuff with the bad batch but i which, don't know that story well yeah so. you guys never watched that one that's true i heard that also that i think there's a story where the bad batch goes to kashik and helps out with the wookies uh and that would be awesome because that's something that nobody has seen uh we're also going to get an ahsoka alone arc that's what i'm calling it ahsoka alone in uh, in honor of zuko alone from avatar which is the one where, you know, you get to see Zuko for the first time as not a member of the Fire Nation, sort of. Like, he's sort of off on his own. And this is, like, where you get to see Ahsoka for the first time as not a Jedi, basically. Mm-hmm. Like, after she leaves the Jedi. Um, and she goes down to level 1313, which, you know, there was going to be a video game called 1313 about... Uh, about the scum and villainy of Coruscant and you were going to be a bounty hunter, possibly Boba Fett on Coruscant. And that one got axed a long time ago. Like so many of the other ones. But Fallen Order is not going to because they have gone. It's happening. You can, you can pre-order it right now. If you want to, it's actually happening. It's actually happening. Like, Oh, it's not happening. Yeah. They're like, Whoa, we take it back. Um, yeah. So this, this is the one I think I might be the most excited for. Um, well, no, Siege of Mandalore, I'm excited. But anyway, the Ahsoka Alone arc, she's going to be with Trace and Rafa Martez. And these are sisters on level 1313. So she's not alone. Well, no, she finds people, right? And, uh, I think they're going to go off Coruscant and go on an adventure together. It sounds like it. Um, yeah, we'll see. I was kind of hoping that she would, uh discover or uh, learn more about that Sith temple that exists underneath the Jedi temple. Um, that was, yeah, there's, there is like a Sith, like deep below the Jedi temple. There is a dark side place. Oh, I can't see that. Right. And there was a, there was some concept art that Dave Filoni released 
about about you know Ahsoka discovering this and you know trying to go to the Jedi to tell them about this. Um, and there is a mention in Tarkin, I believe the book is Tarkin, uh, about this temple, this Sith kind of like a cave or something like that that exists below the Jedi Temple. Um, yeah, so I would love to learn more about that, but uh, we'll see. And then the the I think the last arc we're going to get is the Siege of Mandalore. Uh, because it's going to lead right into Revenge of the Sith, I think, because Anakin leaves the Siege of Mandalore because he has to go to Coruscant to rescue the Chancellor. So, you know, before he leaves, he gives Ahsoka lightsabers, we see. He gives her her lightsabers back, I guess. Um, And are they white? I think they're still blue, but they look a little bit different. They're not white, though. They're not white because we know how she... Oh. Spoiler, never mind. Um, Wait, what? Nothing. Uh, never mind. Shouldn't have said that. What? <laughs> do we know it? You do. No, you don't know it yet. Oh. Anyway. <laughs> but you got to see at the beginning of Ahsoka that she buried her lightsabers, right? Because she was trying to convince people that she was dead. So oh, yeah. she buried her lightsabers on Mandalore, mm-hmm. right? So she is lightsaberless. She does not have lightsabers in until the, book the end, probably. Mm, what's that? <laughs> until the end. Until probably. the end. Oh well, maybe. Mm, Where we'll she see. gets her white lightsaber? Mm, yes, we'll see. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, so <laughs> sometimes that it's not the best thing to when somebody says, "Never mind," to go what, 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 because <laughs> yeah, then, then you find out. Because then you find out the thing you weren't to. supposed to know. Yep. <laughs> anyway so yeah the siege of mandalore is going to be pretty cool um it's going to be you know clones working with ahsoka even though she's not a jedi and we're going we're going to get to see quite a bit of darth maul and uh and what was announced that was really cool to me i thought was that ray park is back as darth maul and he's going to be the, the fight that we see between ahsoka and maul and maybe some other fighting is going to be motion capture ray park which is so cool. So cool. <laughs> it's like, I just can't believe they did that. And it's so, so cool. And I hope that someone is playing Ahsoka and his motion capture also. Because that would that would make sense, right? Someone. He's fighting against, well, I don't know who, but I don't think Ashley Eckstein is much of, I don't know if she has sword fighting ability. I guess she could learn it, but yeah. I could see them maybe going with it. someone else who... You'll do it. Okay. Hey, um, <laughs> if anybody wants to hire Liam for... He's a really good lightsaber he'll, fighter. I'll take yeah. minimum wage. He just wants to be in Star Wars. <laughs> and he's really good at lightsaber fighting. Mm-hmm. He will pay you. Yes. So yeah, so Clone Wars, you know, like I said, you can, you can view that. It's only an hour long, I think. A little over an hour. Uh, that panel online. It's good stuff. And uh, last TV thing that we didn't get to go to because it was on Monday uh, was the Resistance panel. And so season two of Resistance is coming out later this year. And, you know, we were on our way home, so we didn't go to the panel. But uh, I heard it was a really great panel. Yeah. And they showed the first episode of season two, which I have not. I'm jealous. Uh, people are just talking about what it what happens on it um, online. So it's not like a big secret, but I'm not going to. I don't want to learn about it. Yeah. All I know is that it picks up 
right where season one left off. There's no time right? jump. Pretty much. Yep. Like like they're right, going through hyperspace. Like, how does it end up? They go through. They go into hyperspace. Oh yeah. Yeah. Remember? Yeah. Resistance. Cool. So so yeah, that was like the TV news that we didn't quite get to on our on our last episodes. Um, now we're gonna do uh, just some emails, basically. Um, I have I have this backlog because we've been like all up all about celebration for so long. Um, I had all these emails <laughs> that I wanted to get to. Um, emails mostly from Bart from Belgium, which is awesome. Uh, and he, you know he followed along with our celebration adventures. So he sent us this email while we were at Celebration, and he was talking about how much he loved seeing Janina, Janina Gavankar's Twitch stream <laughs> of her meeting us, and how much it obviously meant to you, Liam. And he uh, he was also really bummed out that he didn't get to see the Mandalorian footage, and he was hoping that he'd hear about it on our show. So there you go, Bart. There you got go. to hear about it. Um he went on to say, this is my first celebration ever, and even if I'm not there, I'm loving every minute of it, following the live feeds on YouTube. He means it's like the first time he's, because he's sort of like, you know, kind of, I think, like, refound his love of Star Wars, or found his love of Star Wars recently. Mm -hmm. So so he's never really followed Celebration until now. Uh, Which, if we can't go to Celebration next year, I want to follow it. Oh, we will. So... He said, I'm sure the atmosphere in there much, must be electrifying. I can't imagine what it must have been like to see that awesome teaser trailer of Episode Nine together with amazing. thousands of fans. It was the best. It was the best. It was amazing. Yeah. He said, I hope you're having the time of your lives. No, looking at the video. No, was. <laughs> right. Well, he's, he says, it. I hope you're having the time of your lives. Looking at the video, Liam sure is. So, yeah, you looked very excited in that video. Yeah, you're so. like... <sighs> <laughs> all right and uh bart sent us another email after celebration he said great to hear you guys talk about the experience you had looking forward to more i thought i should let you know what i thought about celebration as well i'll try to keep it brief but i probably won't succeed <laughs> that is okay bart he says as you know i haven't been into the star wars fan world for that long i only started listening to podcasts about a year or so ago and before that the only star wars things i had were the films and that was it I kind of knew there were these conventions where lots of fans dress up, but never looked into it. So this was my very first celebration I actually followed. And even though I wasn't there in person, man, wow, it really blew me away. I thought that I would watch a panel stream here and there, but I never expected that they'd stream the whole thing. So except for a gig I had on Saturday night, I watched the whole weekend. It was really overwhelming being able to immerse myself in the Star Wars world for a couple of days. It really made a big impression on me, and it felt weird to have to leave that behind on Monday morning when I had to get back to work. Same, same. Yeah, yeah, we feel that. Uh, the thing I liked best is probably the obvious, the teaser trailer of Episode Nine. Yes. I watched that with my mouth open in amazement the whole time. One of the first things that stood out to me was the use of the Leia theme. I think they did that in honor of Carrie, and I thought that was really classy. Seeing Lando piloting the Falcon again was really great. When I got to the point where you see a piece of the Death Star, the Death Star 1, I started talking out loud going, yes, 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 and that only got louder when I heard the Emperor's laugh at the end. And then when I thought we had a moment of time to process all of that, Ian comes out on stage and talks in his Emperor's voice. That Wow, that gave me goosebumps all over. Yeah, so. Yes, same. Totally. Same. My second favorite thing was every time Ahmed Best or Kelly Marie Tran took the stage. Same! That was amazing! <laughs> uh-huh. 
knowing especially calamari tran because i that i didn't do anything with all mad best we never actually were there when he took the stage but with calamari tran it was like yes yeah i bet i bet you wished you were you could have been there to show your love to Right, yeah. I mean, I'm sure people were clapping at home too. It's yeah, like, it's like, wow, yeah. yeah. You know, I am. were clapping. We were screaming. I, I was screamed trying to scream, as hard even as though I couldn't, <laughs> yeah. even though I knew she couldn't hear me. Yeah. Because we were like in the live stream of it. Oh, like oh, you the, mean for the episode nine panel? Yeah. yeah. Although when they were on the Star Wars show stage, true, she heard us. Yes, she's right there. <laughs> she was right there. Um, <laughs> and we started chanting <laughs> Kelly along with everybody else. Um, she looked at me. She looked at you. <laughs> so he said, knowing how hard of a time they've had and seeing and hearing the support they got here made me emotional. That was really awesome. I look back at uh, at this tweet that I wrote back after the Last Jedi, and I said. I just want to have a panel at Star Wars Celebration where Kathleen Kennedy walks on stage and everybody gives her a standing ovation for an hour. And then I said, yeah. and then the next day, I want the same thing for Kelly Marie Tran. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and uh, they then both... Then the next day, I'm my best. Yeah, right. Well, I was thinking more about The Last Jedi when I wrote those tweets, so that's then why. Then the next day, Ryan Johnson. Uh-huh. Yes. And the next day, we still have one Jake more Lloyd. Day. Yes, Jacob. <laughs> and then the next day, Hayden Christensen. Yes. Yeah. So. And then the next day, Darth McKenna. Yeah. Darth McKenna. Darth, Darth McKenna. McKenna. There we go. All right, let's get back to Bart's email. Uh, he says, "I know there were many great things to do in panels and booths and stuff." But watching the live stream for four days, what seemed most important to me was the way Star Wars just makes people happy. The positive vibe that was seemingly there, the way it brings people together, seeing people be happy, like how giddy Liam was when he met Janina, <laughs> or all you guys when you met Andy and Anthony, that was really great, and it's those kinds of things that will stick with me the most, even if I wasn't there. Aww. I was surprised and very happy to see David W. Collins back as a host. I wasn't expecting that. I'm a big fan of his. I love what he did with the Star Wars Oxygen podcast and his own podcast, The Soundtrack Show. And now I hear that you guys actually met him. I am so jealous. <laughs> I enjoyed all the panels I watched, especially the Episode 9 panel, the Mandalorian panel, the Jedi Fallen Order panel, and the Sisters of the Force panel. The Sisters of the Force panel was amazing. Yep. Yeah. He said that last one had me emotional as well, and it made me think of you guys because I knew it would really be up your alley. Well... Yes. I'm sure you heard that it made us quite emotional as yes. well uh, on our previous podcasts. Yeah, that was that was a heck of a heck of a panel. Uh, the only thing that disappoints me a bit is that the panel, a Star Wars Let's Play, wasn't streamed, and I can't seem to find it anywhere. Oh, I am so sorry, that. so sorry for you, Bart. I am so sorry. I wish, honestly, if in hindsight, I should have just taken a video of the whole thing on my cell phone because. I don't think anyone got it. I don't think it was taken... I don't think anyone got video of that panel. Why? And it was such... It was... It's... It's like... It's legend now. You know? Like, yeah. there's so many people have said that they... They loved it so much. And it was, like, the most fun they've ever had at a panel. That's just and sad. It's a shame. He says that's a shame. Because I hear that it was just hilarious. Uh, I know you guys were there. Do you know if it was recorded? I don't think it was. I haven't seen anything. Um... So, if I see it, though, I will definitely post I it. I will search it up over <laughs> and over again and try to find it for you, because yeah. everyone should be able to watch that panel. And it was we'll that watch good. it again, too. Yes. Yeah. 
He said that he looked out for us during the weekend uh, in the crowd at the Star Wars show, but he didn't see us. Um, mm-hmm. Go and look. If you want to go back, look at the, um, let's see, find the Alexander Freed interview. Or find the, guy, the Claudia Gray interview. Or the Claudia Gray interview, yep. Yeah. Um, that were Those were Sunday interviews. Uh, Claudia Gray, Alexander Freed. We are in the background. I even hold up my tote bag one po- at one point that says... Uh, yeah. That says Children of the Force on it. Um, but we're in the back there. You can see me mostly because I'm tall. I don't know if we can see you kids quite as well. But yeah, yep. But there we are. Um, yeah, he said meeting Anthony Daniels must have been a real special moment for you, Al. It and he was even... <laughs> amazing for him. He was, like, lost for words. Uh, I was speechless. And he even held your original C-3PO figure. Wow, that's something to treasure. It I'm sure surprised is. you didn't cry. I, yeah, I was too dumbstruck to cry. <laughs> I guess all of you had some real special moments there. You met Anthony Daniels, Liam got to meet Janina, Anna, and all of you got to meet Andy Gutierrez and Anthony Carboni. I was really happy for you guys. Oh, thanks, Bart. And all the little things in between, all the interviews with writers, actors, people who worked on the film, all the featurettes on what was going on in the rest of the convention center, the whole thing was quite overwhelming and very enjoyable. I can't wait until the next one. It'll be a long wait, but luckily we'll have plenty of things to keep us busy until then. I look forward to the coming shows, which will no doubt continue on your coverage of Celebration. And I think this actually might be the last episode that we do where we really cover Celebration. Although, I have a feeling we'll keep talking about it for a while. Oh, yeah. Um, I wanted to talk about, like, the nuts and bolts. Like, the convention center itself and stuff. I kind of wanted yeah. to talk about that stuff. I honestly feel like if I was just at the Star Wars show stage the whole time, I would have had everything i needed because <laughs> all of the interviews oh, yeah, they play andy the stuff. and anthony yeah. all of the fans <laughs> around us yeah, yeah. and i mean the it's live like stream the stuff yeah. yeah it's like you don't need to go to the episode nine panel and see the trailer with a bunch of fans in a whole room you don't need to do that just stay at the star wars show stage it's oh, the same thing but they, but they played the episode nine panel on the star wars show right. stage and people watched it on the show floor Right. It's In the fact, same there's thing. a video of people standing up watching that. There's like a live reaction video oh, of them watching that. it. I want to see that. Oh, it's, it's pretty fun to watch because the lights aren't down at all, right? Like it's right. all it's all light in there and stuff. But there there were thousands of people watching right there at the Star Wars show stage too. Like yeah. everybody who didn't get into those panels were there watching it, mm-hmm. which is super cool. I want to um, watch that. Yeah. So yeah, back to uh, Bart's email, um, going way back, not too long before Celebration, but it seems like forever ago, uh, Bart sent us a link to this fan film that he thought we might like. Um, but before we get to that, he also had a question for me. He said, I was thinking about episode nine being the end of the Skywalker saga, and then I realized it is also the end of our favorite band of droids. And that made me think of you, Al. I know C-3PO is an important character to you, and so I was wondering how you're handling the realization that this will be the last film we ever see him in. Oh, Daddy, don't ah, cry. Are you thinking of... Ouch. Are you thinking about that at all? No, I wasn't until now. <laughs> or maybe not so much. Yeah. What? C-3PO will be in other movies? Are you sad about it? Are you okay with it? Does it bother you? <laughs> wow. Do you think they'll give the character... I'm sure he didn't mean it that way, but I was like, does it bother you? Are you sad about it? Yeah. yeah. Are you going to cry, Al? Are you going to they... cry when be daddy? Nothing wrong with crying. Do you think they'll give the character a bit more of a meaningful end to his role, or will it be like it's always been, more unnoticed and on the sidelines? I actually have like a like a a fan 
like a, a, a fan fiction in my head about the end of C-3PO. You write it. I don't need to write it. I'll just say it out loud right okay. now. Um, I and I don't know it. how, I just have this image. I have this feeling that 3PO is going to get his memory wiped and he will just live on, but without all the knowledge, right? Kind of like at the, end, at the end of Revenge of the Sith when he gets his memory wiped. No. I don't want that to happen. I have a feeling like he'll live on, but he'll die. Right? It's a way that he can live but still die. Because basically that's the death of a droid. When they have their memory wiped. Like, that's it. Right? It's like getting re-wiped. R2 better not. R2 can never get his memory wiped. Rebooted. No, re... Reborn? Yeah, kind of like that. Sure. But it's not like like the same mind in a different body. It's the same body... But a different mind. Oh, reincarnated. Yeah, reincarnated. Oh, same body, different mind. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's... Yeah. Is it a mind? I don't know. That's kind of the tricky thing with droids. True. Um, yeah. So, I don't know. You know, I've, I've thought about it. It's, it's going to be interesting to see what they do. Um, I don't think they'll kill them. Like, I don't see them... I don't see 3PO and R2 being destroyed. But I do feel like there has to be some sort of end to their to their story. Maybe not. I don't know. Who asked you this question again? Bart. This is all Bart. Bart. Okay, so uh, the film that he thought we might like was Birth of a Monster. And boy, did you kids like that movie. Oh, yeah, that was so good. (laughs) You guys loved that. I did not think you would like it as much as you did. But uh, So this movie is, um, we won't spoil it, but it's on YouTube. So go search Birth of a Monster. It's really good. And it's about this kid, and um, he finds an egg and and the droid is really well done yeah it's kind of like this really it looks like an even older model of protocol droid than c-3po um and yeah it's really well shot and the it music's is. good and yeah it was it was a really good movie so we liked it a lot but um it was only like it was like a fan-made movie it was like yeah. 20 minutes yeah something like that yeah. 15 15 20 yeah, so go really go good. watch it and let us know what you thought of it. And maybe if we hear from some people that they've watched it, then we can talk about the actual, like, what happened in it and not worry about spoiling it for people. Because it is, there's kind of a, a cool ending to it that I yeah. wouldn't want to spoil. Which I didn't realize until, like, the very end. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> me neither. Yeah, it's it pretty well done. Um, and it's really, like, the really good example of, like, what fan films can be. I think a lot of fan films fall short of that. This one is really good. Yeah. So we got one more email from Ryan from me and my Padawan. And he sent us an email in response to what we talked about back in episode 131 um, about how he brought his youngest son, Dylan, to celebration also. And uh, I edited in a round of applause. Actually, it's applause from the episode 9 panel. Uh, I edited that into our... Uh, podcast because uh, you know we were all like congratulating him or saying how awesome it is that he brought his his you know young son and I <laughs> talked about how that would be hard for me to do I think um, and yeah so he talked about wanting to find something that Dylan gravitated toward his young his youngest son who was four right um, <laughs> because Dylan hasn't really been taking to Star Wars quite like his older brother has. Um, and like Star Wars hasn't really been resonating with him quite as much. Right. So he writes, uh, after they went to celebrate, you know, they went to celebration. What's he going to like? He said, lo and behold, we found that thing. 
that was going to hook Dylan. And it wasn't anything that I would ever have expected. It wasn't a Jedi heroically wielding the lightsaber. It wasn't one of the incredible life-size replica ships. It wasn't a cool-looking Sith Lord. It was a snowtrooper. <laughs> he was drawn toward the 501st display with two snowtroopers and a replica cannon like it was his destiny. Like almost everyone we interacted with, they were very friendly and encouraging and let him fire the cannon at imaginary snow speeders for probably a little longer than they should have. <laughs> it was all he would talk about for the next few hours, and we came home with more than a few snowtrooper action figures. So yes, it was hectic, it was crazy, and there were some parts of the show that I missed out on while letting him explore. But to paraphrase the message on your pins, Star Wars is a movie for kids. So if Dylan walked away from Celebration having found his first real Star Wars thing, then it was absolutely worth any of the stress that following him through a crowd may have caused. So so that's cool. And that that's a good point. Um, it's pretty awesome. And, you know, for me, like, I'm, I'm kind of a person who loves my comfort zone. And I thought going to Celebration, you know, I was, I was leaving my comfort zone. And, but you were going, going out into there. your comfort zone. I didn't realize how much of my comfort zone celebration would become so yeah. quickly. Like, I did not like feel... In, like, on Friday? Yeah. Well, but more like on... Well, yeah, but on Friday. Yeah. On Friday, I felt comfortable. It was my comfort zone. Right, after, like, one day of mm -hmm. walking. Like, I was sort of confused as to where I was, like, right. uh, spatially like, yeah. and stuff. But, like, like on I didn't know how to get places. Saturday, I was like, I'm home. <laughs> right. Like, yes. Daddy... We're home. We're home. We're home. I said that. Exactly. Yeah. It kind of became became a comfort comfort zone, which is really cool. So, yeah. So, thank you. Thank you uh, for sending that email, Ryan. And uh, really and also, cool also Bart. Yeah. Snowtroopers. Who would have thought? What do you think was your first thing with Star Wars, Liam? Do you remember? No idea. No, because it was so early. Well, it was Legos, but <sighs> what kind of Legos? Like... You were really, you did like Boba Fett quite a bit. Um, I think it was just Darth Vader. Because we didn't have a lot of Star Wars Legos when you first started playing with them. But I had this old Lego set with Vader. And he had the gray face. You remember that? Oh, that. Which was, which was very special because all the other ones we had were yellow faces. I lost that Vader. Oh, yeah. Except I only lost the pants. Uh, and the shirt, but I still oh. have the helmet and the face. That's right. I think it was just the body that you lost, because the pants are just black. So, I think it was just the body. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well. That's okay. They're made to be played with, and sometimes they get lost. So, that's fine. Or broken. Or broken. Or eaten. Or eaten, in the case of C-3PO's left hand. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you everyone so much. This is kind of a kind of a weird episode. I guess I said we were getting back to form, but this is still not really quite what our episodes are, but that's okay. We're still getting back into the groove of things. Yeah, so, we're getting yeah. back into the groovy oh. stuff. In the groove, yeah. The groovy stuff. Groovy, feeling groovy. Nobody says groove anymore. I'm well, so I'm not talking about like grooving, like listening to music, grooving. I love I'm saying getting back into the groove. Of things. And Our then I made it into ruts. groovy. Alright. And then I made it into <laughs> groovy. Thank you everyone for listening to episode 132 of Children of the Force. And as always, thank you to those who support us over on Patreon.com slash Children of the Force. Like Bart from Belgium. Thank you so much, Bart. 
And, uh, you know, we know that a lot of you appreciate what we do and we appreciate that you appreciate us. And if you're able to, we think it would be totally wizard if you could send us a dollar a month <laughs> in a show of support or, or more. Maybe it isn't totally wizard is not an eighties reference. It's the phantom menace reference. Come on. <laughs> wizard. That's wizard. So wizard. I mean, I guess totally is kind of an 80s word, but... Who says wizard? In Kidster. Kidster. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. So... I didn't get that first so wizard. Yep. I didn't get that first That's so wizard. It would be so wizard if you could send us a dollar a month in a show of support. Or more. What did you do? What? Speaking of celebration, yeah. I got a Kitster trading card mm-hmm. that said, That's So Wizard on it. Yep. That was a good one. And I gave it to Andy Gutierrez. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. It wasn't, yeah, it was it one that you him. got. And, then and you we gave were it to like, Well, we didn't make this. We just got this. But then Liam immediately thought of you. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep, yep. So, yeah, uh, you know, your support on patreon.com slash children of the force allows us to do this podcast and to make it better and to bring you stuff like our celebration coverage that uh, just keeps on going. And, uh, and you know, it allows us to bring you this almost weekly refuge of positive Star Wars talk. So. That's really cool. Yep. We like doing it. We like that you listen. So... If you want to just we also like money. give us, well, you know, I don't like money actually, but, um, unfortunately it Who doesn't makes like money? the world go around. I wish we didn't need money at all, but we do. Um, you know, well, if we didn't pays have the bills. money, then corruption. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be corruption. Yeah. People would be fighting for stuff. Yeah. There'd be corruption. Yeah. yeah it's debatable. There'd be corruption. I, I believe in, in, I believe in people. Uh, okay. Anyway, if you'd like to reach out to us online, you can contact us via Twitter at Force Children. On Facebook, we are Children of the Force. Our email address is ForceChildren at gmail.com. Our website is www.childrenoftheforce.com. Head on over to speakpipe.com slash children of the force to leave us a voicemail that we would love to play on the show. And or you can just, you know, record it on your voice memo app on your phone and just email it to us at the aforementioned email address and finally please leave us a review on itunes or anywhere else you listen to us it really does help the show get in more people's ears so we would really appreciate it we would love it give us that review give us the stars but but more importantly write something just love this podcast that's all you have to write just or really helps this podcast could be better in this way nope nope what? just love nope no, no. no constructive criticism. Nope. <laughs> no. So for Children of the Force, I'm Al. I'm Anna. I'm Liam. And may the Force be with you.